0: Welcome to Prop Chat. We are here to talk about property, the ups, the downs, and how you can get started in property investing. And now, here's your host, Dave McGlashan.
1: Hello, and welcome to Prop Chat. My name is Dave McGlashan, your host, and I'm sitting here with Lawrence Bull. Good day, Lawrence. How are you? Hey David, good, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me on the call today. Cool man. So, naturally this is part of our normal segment of meet the investor and I just want the audience to get an idea of
0: who you are, what you're doing and what you how you invest. Does that sound good? Fantastic. Yeah, hopefully hopefully I can give you guys some insights and maybe hopefully get you onto your property journey as well. That sounds awesome, man. So, naturally the first question that's what do what do you invest in and where? Yeah, so we've got uh, me and my sister on a business together. And and when I refer to we, I refer to myself and her. And we've got two main strategies. uh, Well, actually three now. The the first main strategy is doing flips here in South Africa. Um, And that's just because there's a lot of properties that are distressed, going to auction. It's a really healthy strategy and flipping in a six to nine month period in South Africa, as you know, David, and seeing that that's one of your strategies as well. This is one of the most effective strategies then we take that capital that we've generated and offshore it into UK buy to lets which is a lease agreement with one property owner or one property tenant and really just keeping that cash flow going in the UK as the rand you know is quite volatile it's nice to have that pound currency that protects us and then the last strategy that we've recently adopted is buying uh, sort of blocks of flats or student accommodation in South Africa and renting that out because the greatest demand and the greatest need is in low-cost, affordable housing in South Africa. And if you can fit that need, you'll have a tenant for life.
1: So I guess for you, it's not only just about serving your needs, but it's providing a product that serves the
0: environments that you're investing in. 100%. I think that's key, um, is understanding what strategy works in the area you've, in, you've looked at. Because some strategies work, like capital flips might work in a certain area, but student accommodation won't work because it's not close enough to a university or college, or it's not close enough to a hospital or some some area where people would be willing to share rooms. Um so yeah. Definitely finding the right strategy for that area. Hundred percent. So
1: tell me tell me about your first deal. A lot of people obviously when they start starting investing they wonder, what should I do first? What was your first
0: deal? Well my first deal, uh is actually the property we're sitting in right now. Yeah. So, <laughs> And the idea behind this deal was to buy it and flip it. Uh, that was the original intention. And then, to be honest, I just fell in love with it. Uh, I fell in love with the environment, with the state, and you've walked around, it's, it's really nice. So we bought it at 650. Uh, it was worth, or it's about worth now maybe a million rand. So there was a, definitely a lot of fat in the deal. Um, and it just it got to a point where I fell in love emotionally with the property and therefore actually kept it. Um, so that... I mean, that's probably not the best example of the first investment deal, but I was 23. That was the first property that I'd bought. Um, after that, my sister and I did a, a deal in Cape Town, which was an amazing flip. So maybe I should talk about that one. Yeah, oh. let's talk about the Point deal. Yeah. So Point uh, really, it was just a distressed seller, wanted to relocate, got it in at 1.8 million when we bought it, and we sold it for 3.3, 3, got about half a million Rand profit. And I think... I think my biggest key advice is don't look at the cost of a shovel when you're digging for gold. Mm. With a specific C point property, we invested about 370,000 rand into the renovations and it was a small property. It was a hundred square meters. But that's C point for you. Yes, exactly. If you're not going to renovate for the target market, you're not going to get the selling price you're looking for.
1: hundred percent. Okay. So do so you describe that as your best deal?
0: Yeah, I would say, yeah, yeah. that's probably the best deal we did. And, and tell me about tell me the deal that you've learned the most from. The, the most recent deal we've done is we, we've bought a block of flats in Rosettenville in Joburg South and it's six two-bedroom flats and the most important thing, I actually went with my dad there because my dad's also quite a seasoned investor and every single tenant, he knocked on the door and asked them, how long have you been here, what rent are you paying, how long do you want to stay, do you have any problems, what work do you do? All of these questions, and afterwards I thought to myself, Dad, why did you have to go and ask all of those people? And he said, well, Lawrence, firstly, the estate agent is going to tell you what the rent is, but... How do you know that's accurate? An estate agent's trying to sell the property to you, mm. so you need to understand from the from the actual tenant what kind of rent they're paying, and then also finding out if they have a job, how long they've stayed, how long they plan to stay tells you how many voids or vacancies you might have, and that's a risk factor when you're looking at low cost housing. So that was a great learning
1: for me. I think that's that's a risk factor when you look at tenants when you buy a property with a growing concern, really, because mm. you're inheriting that tenant because that, that tenants will that lease will always exist beyond your purchase. Yes, yes. So it's always part of your due diligence. To test that tenants and learn about the tenant like you would if the, you were putting them in there for the first time correct so so tell me before property investing which is fun and exciting what did you do
0: i was actually in corporate for a long time for shame. three four years yeah shame uh, i worked for dimension data and unfortunately got retrenched um and that's that's pretty much when i realized i needed another income stream so before property it was really uh, corporate it um, and yeah, before that, I was a baby. So I don't know how far back you want me to go. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. Okay.
1: So, and so knowing you, property isn't the only thing you're doing at the moment. Tell the audience about one or two of
0: your other projects that you have going on. Well, we do have a really cool app uh, called My Property App, which helps people analyze deals and generate investor proposals. And I'm sure we'll, we'll have another podcast in the future to yeah, talk about that. Uh, Evolve Digital is an IT company where we specialize in building online businesses and online marketing. Um, and then a few other initiatives. Uh, and, and, and you know, for me, it's really as an entrepreneur, the most important thing is having multiple streams of income because some months are great for property and some months aren't. And, and that's when I can leverage other income streams to... To cover the shortfall,
1: yeah, hundred percent. I think when you can when you get started in property investing, and you haven't got quite a large mm. investment portfolio, that income can be quite lumpy. Correct. So it's always nice to have something to try to fill those gaps or is even enough for yourself. Yeah. And and tell me now, Lawrence. Obviously, there's there's the app. There's property investing. What are you enjoying most about your day-to-day sort of business?
0: To be hundred percent honest, it's 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 the freedom of choosing what I want to do. Um, I I do definitely love the app the most, Uh, you know, selling it, marketing it, telling people about it, trying to develop it, coming up with bugs. I'm just, I'm really excited about that at the moment um but if but if i had to be honest it's just it's the freedom to say i'm going to work on different initiatives and i can choose to work on my property app now and tomorrow i'll work on evolve digital and not being told what to do or when to do it is, is really fulfilling
1: 100 and what are you least enjoying about your day at the moment what would you like to i guess the better way to phrase this is
0: how would you like what would you like to outsource first i'd like to get rid of some shitty clients and uh one in particular is a is a lady who um just just disrespects us and disrespects the team but because we are still in need of active income we haven't gotten to a point where our properties are giving us passive income enough to survive i still have to take you know i still have to uh, take shit from clients, yeah. to, no lack of a better word. And this one client just re- disrespected me in front of my team, in front of other people. Was very rude, and I would like to be in a position to fire clients, um, and that's what I'm really looking forward to, and, and looking forward to getting rid of is the bad clients. And I think once you get a
1: couple more of those six-unit apartments, then you'll be yeah, you'll yeah. be really able <laughs> to do that quite well. And and obviously, we always talk about why we want to do this, and what's your personal motivation.
0: You know, it's it's, it's interesting because that changes all the time. When I first started, it was because of my sister. Yeah. Like my sister, as you know, Julie, she she went through like six or seven courses of antibiotics in one year because she was so stressed and so unhappy at work that her body was literally breaking down. And that was the the year that we actually started getting trained and started getting involved in property. So she was my big driver at that point. Then this shitty client was a massive driver for me. Um my parents might need me to support them going forward. That's a driver. And also probably the, the most common driver that's been with me throughout the last few years is that I really want to be an active dad in my kid's life. I want to watch every ballet show, every soccer game, every rugby match, whatever my kids are into, yoga, meditation, I don't care. I want to be there at every event and I don't want to be restricted by what my work allows me to do. Yeah, 100%. Well, when you get the kids. When will, I get the kids. that I know. <laughs> just,
1: um, okay, so, Lawrence, of course, thank you very much. And just as, as you, we're about to wrap up here, I want to get, what's your one fundamental mental belief you wish you could tell the
0: world? I guess my, 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 my one tip is that if you want to earn more money, then give more value but your income is directly in proportion to how much value and contribution you're giving to the world. So if you don't, you're not happy with your income, you're not happy with your salary, you're not happy with your financial status, then go out and do more work for free. Go and help more more and more people, help them in their lives. And then the money will come back to tenfold. That's my belief.
1: Awesome. Thank you very much, Lawrence.
0: Great. Thanks for having me on the show, David. And until next time.
1: Until next time. Cheers. Bye.
0: Thank you for joining us on Prop Chat, brought to you by S.A. Property Investors Network. Make sure you visit their website, www.sapropertynetwork.com, where you will find ebooks, webinars, newsletters, training videos, property assessment tools, event tickets, and much more. Hit subscribe in your podcast app so you'll never miss a show. S.A. Property Investors Network, a place where property investors meet. Connect today. Expand tomorrow.